you have single-handedly changed our family because of mastermind because i felt safe enough and realized with your help realized that it's not just about the picking up of the toys and the back talk and the productive conversation scripts it's not about that it's about healing myself and becoming a better version of myself and showing up and being able to be that way for my entire family I really credit you with doing something that I literally have not been able to do with countless therapists and all the journaling and all the thinking and all the meditating and all the things. It was because of you. So thank you for helping heal what I thought was unhealable. My name is Randy Rubenstein, and welcome to the Mastermind Parenting Podcast. At Mastermind Parenting, we're on a mission to support strong-willed kids and the families that love them. You're listening to the Mastermind Parenting Podcast with Randy Rubenstein, Episode 200. Well, Episode 200, it's a lot of episodes. Actually, I thought we were past 200. I'm like, hmm, do we get the numbering wrong? It seems like I've been making these episodes for forever. Episode 200. So this seems like an appropriate conversation for episode 200. Again, we are talking this month about bullying, boundaries, and back to school, which you guys might be like, okay, when are we getting to the back to school? And I think that hopefully you understand that my point with back to school is way more than making sure your kids have the right school supplies. (laughs) Like if you want to prepare your kids for back to school, the best thing in the world you could do is dig into boundaries, badgering behavior, accountability, and getting to the root of the real source of the misbehaviors and the lack of peace in your household. Like that's the greatest thing you can do because I'll tell you something, having structures in place and communicating to your kids what's okay with you, what's not okay with you when they don't follow the rules. These are the oops day rules. This will help your brain to remember. Sometimes we need to have oops day rules, which just means that you're not following the rules. You're not showing up responsibly. And so you got to get some extra rest that night. You know, there's a reason why you're not following the rules. Maybe your body is tired and you have a kid that's like, I'm not tired. You're like, okay. And it's oops day rules, right? It's oops day rules. We're about to have some oops day rules here. I've got some, some doggy noise polluters in the background. Um, we're dropping bones, making a ruckus. Yeah. And I'm gonna, we're going to take a, on oops day, we're going to take a break from screens to let your brain rest. But I don't need to. Okay, and we're going to take a break from screens to let your brain rest. It's okay. This is Oops Day Rules. It'll help your brain to remember why it's important to show up responsibly and follow the rules of this family. Doesn't mean I love you any less. This is the deal is the deal. The plan is the plan. And you digging into if that feels so hard, so impossible, if you're like Marie and you've got all the yeah, buts, and if you haven't listened to the other episodes from this month, go back and you'll hear all the posts from poor Marie. Marie, 
who's eight and four-year-old are just running the show at her household and she has no clue how to change things. She thinks she's been trying all these things and what she realizes is, is that there's way more to the equation than what Marie thinks the issue is. She thinks it's just that she has strong-willed kids. And what these kids are here to teach Marie is, Marie, it's time to learn how to have boundaries. It's time to work on your own worthiness and your whole not enough story and thinking that you have to like put up with shitty behavior from people, other adults, the kids in your life. Yeah. So Marie doesn't know what she doesn't know. And her kids are here to shake her by the shoulders and say, Mom, we need you to heal all that stuff so you can show up, knowing how to have boundaries and impact leadership and and knowing that you deserve to be treated with respect and you've learned how to communicate as an assertive, worthy human who lets other people know what's okay with you, what's not okay with you, and stops putting up with nonsense and engaging in nonsense. Mom, we're here to help you rewire all that faulty female conditioning where you were taught to be a people pleaser and that your your voice didn't matter. That's what we're here to help you with, Mom. But of course, Marie doesn't know that. She just thinks she has some really difficult kids. She just like got <laughs> you know, she just got the raw end of the deal. She happened to give birth to these very difficult kids and she's just dying to get into the right professional so that that professional can tell her exactly what's wrong with these, with these children and, and, and what pill to take exactly to fix them. So, um, that's a metaphor. That's a metaphor. Not taking, don't send me a bunch of hate mail. I'm not, I'm not, taking a stance on medicine, I'm just saying that most of us just don't know what we don't know. And there's just a lot of shitty information out there, a lot of blaming information, quick fix information. And this is the real work. You know, this is the good news though. The good news is, is that I always say like parenting is like the ultimate self-help program because our kids, like, they call us out on everything. Like, you can run, but you can't hide. <laughs> and you may be wearing your armor and fooling the world and putting all your your little slick posts out on social media, making it seem like you really think, think great things about yourself and, and you're hashtag killing it. And if inside you feel the opposite, like the, your kids are here to say, yeah, we know you feel the opposite because that's why you don't know how to have boundaries with us. That's why there's so much inconsistency. That's why you never follow through on things. That's why you constantly talk yourself out of following through on things and you feel completely powerless. And so we're going to act out in all these really hard to live with ways to force you, mom, to get the support that you ultimately need. Now, I think Marie's kind of an extreme case. And 
I know for me, like I've learned so much about myself through every stage of raising my kids. And I don't know why we, I don't know why we think that, that it's a sign of weakness to learn new things, to build our own self-awareness, to face the things that we've gotten wrong. Like, 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 why don't we understand that like the sign of a healthy person is actually a person who says, the more I know, the more I realize I don't know, the more I am striving to grow. Like, I don't understand where in our culture we've just gotten that wrong. Right? Like, even the concept like where people are like, oh, I'm saving my kids therapy fund. I'm sure I'm screwing it all up. And, you know, people will joke about that. And I'm like, okay, yeah, like, to me, a sign of raising a healthy human is a healthy human is somebody who is going to be going to therapy, that's going to be reading and, and, and growing and evolving and not thinking they have it all figured out and they're perfect. Um, I think that is a sign that we got it right, is if our kids come to us one day and they're open to going and, and digging deeper and getting to, to, to know themselves. Right. Like, so I, I just like, I really want to like untaboo all of it and, and say like, like we, we all have to stop pretending that the fantasy is happening without the work, right? The fantasy that we all have in our minds of what we want our, our households to look like, what we want our lives to look like. It never happens without doing this type of work. So yeah, there's that. So Marie, Marie's posts this week are all about when consequences and professional advice doesn't work. Okay. Here's her first one that I want to read. She says, anyone have a child who no consequences seem to work for? Please let me know if you found any consequences that did end up working to change behavior. What were they? I'm clutching at straws here as I need to set some boundaries, but I can't enforce boundaries without consequences and no consequences work. Then she says, here's her little star star. I'm not asking about stuff like The Explosive Child. That's a book by Dr. Ross Green, which is an excellent book. I don't understand how to apply that perspective in the real world. So I don't think it's right for me. Okay, I will give this to Marie that he basically teaches a version of the productive conversation and the way he teaches it, even me, a person who developed the productive conversation and teaches many of the same things that he teaches, I found this book to be confusing and I really like him. So I will give her that. So here, so she's reading books. She's seeking resources, but she's like, yeah, don't, don't tell me that none of it works. So I don't know, you know, she thinks, see, she doesn't, she doesn't even understand what boundaries are, that it really starts with her, that it's really all about her. It's all about her understanding how to communicate. This is what's okay with me. This is what's not okay with me. And this is what happens when you do the things that are not okay. Right? Like it's a boundary violation. The, these rules, these boundaries, they help our family to run smoothly. We got a no violence policy. We got to take care of the morning tasks before before we play. 
at night. We got to take the bath. And the lights out happen at this time. And we pick the clothes out for the next day. And the next day, we put the clothes on. And if we don't put the clothes on, the car leaves at this time. And if we're not ready, then we get taken to the car and we can get dressed in the car. We can get dressed in the car when we get to school. Right? Like she doesn't understand. That's the boundaries. <laughs> and the consequences, like even if I take away their, she in many of her posts, she's like, we don't have tablets and we don't have this. And they barely play video games. Like she doesn't even understand. Like she's thinking, okay, the tablets don't matter to them. Does somebody give me a consequence that'll actually matter to them? Dessert doesn't matter to them. This doesn't matter to them. Like if I just hold the right thing back, and that's just not what consequences are about. Consequences are about cause and effect. Consequences are about teaching people. Like when you forget your lunch, for instance, I'm not saying that I am a proponent of this or I was ever really able to do that. But if you forget your lunch, if you have a kid that's constantly forgetting their lunch, then you're going to be really hungry at school and you'll have a big stack when you get home, right? So it's important to remember your lunch. Um, I had a mom who she had a situation the other day where her son going to day camp and he said in the morning, I don't want to take that lunch. I don't want that lunch. Yeah, he wanted to take, to get the, the, the lunch you can buy. And she said, you know, they have a deal where the kids are allowed to, to get the bought lunches for the first week of camp and the last week of camp and the two middle weeks, they bring lunches from home. So he, this is her strong-willed one, and he says, I don't want to bring this lunch from home. I want the camp. I want the bot lunch. And she says, well, that's not an option. And anyway, he leaves his lunch kit in the car. And then she gets a call from camp later on, and they said, oh, he forgot his lunch. So we're just going to let him get the, the purchase lunch, and then you can, well, you know, you can just send the money in tomorrow. And she kind of felt like she was in, like she was in a tough spot because she's like, do I say, actually, I'd rather you let my kid go hungry. Like it just was so awkward. She's like, so I was like, okay. She goes, but now he just got the thing that he wanted. So what do I do? Well, turned out that they had planned to go and get ice cream that afternoon. It was like a whole special thing. They were going to this special ice cream truck place. And so the consequence, I said, she goes, so I was thinking like, he doesn't like, do none of us go get ice cream? Does he just not get ice cream? Like, what do I, and I said, no, that sounds super logical. Like one parent stays home with him and the rest of the family goes to get ice cream and he misses out on the ice cream because, you know, ice cream is a special treat and he chose not to be responsible. And then bought the lunch after you had told him that that wasn't an option. He chose to purchase the lunch. And so that choice means that he's not going to take part in the special treat this time. That's a consequence. Like he missed out, right? You don't beat a dead horse. You don't shame him and berate him. He just experiences the disappointment of missing out on the ice cream truck.
Hey, podcast listeners, I'm super excited to tell you about something new that I'm doing called the Weekend Warm Up. It's going to be on the third Friday of every month, and I'm going to coach you live. I created this because I know a lot of you guys feel like you know me, but I want to know you too. So you're going to come, you're going to get on Zoom with me. I'm going to coach you and we're going to get you warmed up for your weekend. What do I mean by that? We're going to hunt, gather, parent our weekends together. If you don't know what hunt, gather, parent, I've turned it into a verb just so y'all know. Hunt, gather, parent is a book that came out not long ago. I've had the author on the podcast. I make it required reading for anyone that comes and works with me. And it's just about... The fact that many of us, especially those of us who come and listen to things like this, our weekends are just filled with too many kid activities and there's no adult time. You know, maybe you're going from birthday parties to just nonstop, nonstop fun, nonstop memories, and you're finding yourself depleted and exhausted, maybe even more so on Sunday night than you were on Friday. And it's just not supposed to be that way. So we're going to hunt, gather, parent our weekends together. I'm going to coach you live. I'm so excited to meet you guys. And I want you to sign up. It's free. I'm offering it for free. So just go to mastermindparenting.com forward slash weekend, mastermindparenting.com forward slash weekend. Sign up, sign up. But when you have a hard time, you don't feel worthy as a human to have boundaries. You don't even know what they are. Of course, boundaries and consequences elude you. Okay, so another post from Marie. Why is every aspect of parenting still a struggle or a battle even after eight years? When does it become enjoyable and the best thing I've ever done? Quotes, like I constantly hear from other people. Obviously, I adore my children. (laughs) Meanwhile, all of her posts are like my, basically every single post is like, I'm up to my eyeballs. My kid's are terrible and my life sucks. Really? But she's like, obviously I adore my children. I'm just sick of talking to myself, being ignored, disrespected, everything being a battle, no consequences working, getting kicked, hit, and being called names when I attempt to set and enforce a limit, no professionals being interested, having everything blamed on my parenting abilities, etc. These years are so short. When do I get to enjoy it? Isn't it interesting? Like, she's like, obviously, I adore my children. And then she goes into that whole list of all the things that make me not adore people that I'm with. I can love them, but adore and see it's all getting blamed on her parenting. And what I would say is, is like, that's the problem. Like the blame and the shame, the blame and the shame. How about if we just look at the situation? The situation is Marie needs support. Marie needs healing. Marie needs nurturing. Marie needs love. Marie doesn't even love herself. And she feels powerless. Like this existence is what makes me just feel like, I mean, I want to scoop Marie up. And let me tell you something. On one of the posts when she was just, I I did 
go not telling her what to do. I did ask her some questions and do a little coaching and offered to help her. And she kind of bit for a minute, but Marie's too broken, like for me to really be able to coach her through a social media post. And I did give her, I let her know I would be happy to DM with her where I would have left her some messages and I would have nurtured her and she wasn't interested. You know, Marie's guarded. She's shut down. She's been hurt a lot in her life and she doesn't even know where to turn. Here's another one. She says, anyone feel like everything you've ever tried in terms of parenting, managing behavior, dealing with issues such as eating routines, sleep, etc., has just failed. Nothing has ever worked from day one. I don't know how to have any success or change any behavior or address any issues. Clearly, I wasn't cut out to be a parent. How did you find a way through to be a good parent and have things that actually worked? Hmm. See, so Marie... She wants to do things differently. This is my hunch. Like she didn't end up being a person who doesn't know how to have boundaries and has such little self-worth that she says she adores people who kick her, hit her, never listen to her, disrespect her. Like she doesn't even know, right? And so my, my hunch is that Marie was definitely parented. I mean, I would be so surprised, like with a lot of destructive attempts to control her. My hunch is that Marie didn't feel like she was unconditionally loved and celebrated. Okay. So I think she's been reading things and joining groups and looking for resources and trying to find just the right consequence and just the right tool and just the right thing. And Nothing is working. Okay. So she really, I think, has a desire to do it differently. But then, like Marie, many people, it's like you try different approaches, maybe more gentle approaches, conscious approaches, mastermind approaches, but nothing works. I shouldn't say mastermind approaches because let me get my hands on you. Mastermind works, (laughs) but nothing works. And you're ready to give up and you go back to the methods, the same methods that you hated as a kid because you don't know what else to do, frankly, and you just feel out of control. So she says, according to pretty much every professional today, my children are just strong-willed and I just need to do a parenting course. I'm still struggling with how to parent these children. It seems impossible. I did do two parenting courses, like they said. Both were useless. So what other parenting courses should I try to make me less of a crap parent and make me able to actually enjoy parenting? She names a couple that she's done. She's wanting something else. She says, there's no help in the country where I live unless your child has a diagnosis. Neither of mine do. So I'm seeking professional help again and it's just a waste of money. They'll tell me to do a parenting course. Sigh. Then she says, those of you whose child sees an OT, occupational therapist, how long did it take before you saw a difference? My child's been going for quite a while now, and it doesn't appear to be making any difference. 
it's $170 per appointment, so I can't keep paying that if it's not helping. I can only afford to see one professional at a time due to the cost, so I'm not sure if we should just stop seeing the OT and try someone else. Everyone has a six-month-long waiting list, though. So, yeah, Marie is feeling pretty desperate, and she's not finding the right resource. You know, it's super frustrating. I mean, that's the problem. Like in Mastermind, I'm like, I'm not going to just tell you what to do. I'm going to help you learn how to think differently. Because if you don't change the way you think, if you don't master your mind, if you don't really get clean and clear about what's going on here, you don't remember what to do when you're in the heat of the moment. There has to be some rewiring and reconditioning, and there's a process involved with that. And it does involve healing old wounds, and it does involve nurturing, and it does involve, like Marie, she doesn't want to feel all alone, solidarity, and knowing you're not all alone, knowing you're in a safe space where people aren't judging you. They're here to truly support you and help you, not to fondle this victim story and and have solidarity in how bad it is for me, how bad it is for you. At least I'm not all all alone in the suckage. Like, no, we want to bond over growing, over learning things. We want to learn how to be amazing listeners and hold space for each other and share pool resources and ultimately feel better, feel better, think better thoughts, do different things. And then all of a sudden, a lot of the approaches start to make sense and we start to remember what to do in the heat of the moment, how to have those boundaries, how to establish rules ahead of time and then and then refer back to them and follow through on the plan that we took the time to set out and we took the time to communicate to our people. And kids start to feel so much safer in the world. They know, they have more certainty. This is what we do every single night before we go to bed. This is our routine. This is what is expected of me. This is what happens when I'm having a rough day and I have an oops and I fall off track. And even when I have an oops, these people still love me. They're still crazy about me. Like it's unconditional. And I'm going to get a chance to try again tomorrow. And nobody's going to harp on all the wrongdoings and make me feel super ashamed. We might talk about it. We're going to revisit it. And we're going to learn how to keep improving. Because these people, I always have a place where I know I belong. And that's in my family. Those are the people that always have my back. Even when I screw up. Even when I have a shit day, like they may hold me accountable, but they still love me. And I know that. Okay. That is ultimately, I know what Marie wants. She just doesn't know how to get it. She doesn't know how to find it. And I am determined to change the conversation so that more Marie's can find 
the resources that will actually help them to live a much bigger, better life. And next week will be our last week of covering Marie. Okay. And it will be all about her husband and her posts about why she thinks he's the real problem. So until next week, happy episode 200. Thanks for listening today, guys. I hope you picked up some tips, tools, maybe some baby steps for creating more balance and boundaries in your life. And I just wanted to let you know, if you want to continue moving the needle forward in creating this for yourself, having a happier household, I want you to go to my website and check out mastermindparenting.com. We have three beginning programs. And if you need some accountability and more support, then please look for the one that would be a good fit for you. Um, And as always, we're on all the social channels under Mastermind Parenting. On Instagram, it's mastermind underscore parenting. Um, And, you know, periodically I do pop up on different Instagram lives, Facebook lives, where I give you teaching and coaching. And I love engaging with you live to help you help your strong-willed kids so that they can feel better because when they feel better, they do better. And, um, I love, love, love getting to know you guys. So thanks for listening. If you like this podcast, please don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review. Super, super appreciative.